The press is now also the police. As fallout from the Discord leak continues, the undisguised partnerships of media, intelligence, and law enforcement come into more painful relief. Back from vacation, I made the mistake of scanning the news and was shocked by the media's ongoing orgy of self-congratulation and two minutes hating. In response to the capture of Pentagon leaker Jack Teixeira, Glenn Greenwald has already covered a lot of this on System Update, but this represents a major new progression in the ongoing mutation of news media, from public advocate to cop. The New York Times and Washington Post trumpeted roles in helping identify Air National Guardsman Teixeira for the FBI. We're delivering him to you with his head on a platter, is how Glenn put it. It's an awful look for the press. This isn't tracking down a serial killer or exposing Enron's fraud. The alleged crime here is releasing true information, information that belongs to the American public and is secret only by official designation. At most, a newspaper might decide not to publish such information, but to help jail the leaker? It's nuts. Reporters are supposed to be interested in everything and listen to information without judgment, like doctors. Yet the whole industry is working itself into a moral frenzy because a bunch of overgrown Minecraft enthusiasts were privately passing around a few truths like a joint. The papers even made a show of using huge newsroom posses to effect capture. One 1,400-word times piece, a quick guide to what the leaked U.S. intelligence documents say, was credited to 13 people. Lead writer Eric Nagorny, with contributions from Helen Cooper, Eric Schmidt, Julian E. Barnes, Thomas Gibbons Neff, Michael Schwartz, David E. Sanger, Ivan Nechaparenko, Anton Troyanovsky, Arik Toller, Christian Tribert, Malachi Brown, and Chris Buckley. The fascinating name was Toller's. In Finding the Pentagon Leaker, the Times identified the figure who apparently did most of the sleuthing only as a freelance reporter who works with us, but provided a hyperlink showing his day job director of research and training for the absurd intel community cutout, Bellingcat. For the Times, this symbolized a complete turnaround from just 12 years ago when it partnered with Julian Assange to print The War Logs, a far more damaging set of leaks. Just one of those WikiLeaks-based stories, Pakistan AIDS insurgency in Afghanistan, reports assert, was probably more impactful than all the Teixeira docs combined. It described how officials in Pakistan, an ostensible American ally receiving over $1 billion from the U.S. for aid in fighting militants, was holding secret strategy sessions with the Taliban to help organize networks that fight against American soldiers. In a piece in January 2011, then-editor Bill Keller detailed how the Times made a conscious decision to print material it knew government wanted to keep secret. The government back then was viewed as a potential obstacle to its reporting. From consultations with our lawyers, we were confident that reporting on the secret documents could be done within the law, but we speculated about what the government, or some other government, might do to impede our work or exact recriminations. The Times spent a lot of time in its war logs coverage reassuring readers that it was releasing documents responsibly and not upsetting its pals in the Obama administration too, too much. But the fact remained that the 2010 Times emphasized the newsworthiness of the leaks, not the crime of leaking. A decade and a half later, Assange is in jail, and the only permitted form of leaking in the modern media landscape comes either from the intelligence services themselves or facsimile organizations like Bellingcat. What's the difference? WikiLeaks pumped out unapproved leaks and scoops at an unprecedented rate. Bellingcat, founded by the British journalist Elliot Higgins and backed by groups like the National Endowment for Democracy and the Open Society Foundation, provides leaks of facts the state wants to emphasize. It's also moved aggressively into the anti-disinformation space, 
cracking down on what it calls cyber-miserableism, read, complaining about government policy, and counterfactual communities. The latter group turns out to include people like Teixeira, accused of leaking factual information. WikiLeaks coined the term intelligence agency of the people, says Stella Assange, Julian's wife. Bellingcat went with for the people. The contradiction between the past and present behavior of the times is so glaring, the paper was forced to address the issue. David Sanger's article, How the Latest Leaked Documents Are Different from Past Breaches, argues that the difference between then and now is that the current intelligence breaches are more timely, whatever that means. Even if Sanger's piece made sense, it doesn't. It wouldn't excuse a newspaper hunting a leak suspect for feds to catch. Future sources who might have very different motives than this one will obviously hesitate to go to the press if they think they might be served up to authorities. Say you're the next Daniel Ellsberg, thinking of releasing more documents. Thanks for listening to the free version of this article. To hear the full version, and for more articles and content, please subscribe at taibi.substack.com.